1: Hear this, hear this, right now. Welcome. Primetime with Isaac and Souk. What is going on up here? I never know, man. Unbiased. Shut your your mouth. Uncompromised sports talk without the sugar coating. I hope you're happy. You wasted everyone's life for 30 seconds. Isaac Rop and Jason Sucanik. Now shut up and let me do my job. The best in sports coverage. This is going to be great. This is Primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? Uh, boy. What's up? How you uh, feeling? Just reading the... Uh, How's everybody doing? Reading
2: the complaint against Daniel Snyder. Another one?
3: Yeah, there's another one. Another Let's, one. Another one. This one by the feds. I love that everyone's going all out. When someone becomes public enemy number one, it just it doesn't stop. It, yeah. just, it, it just keeps coming. And, when it rains, it pours. Yeah, and then Sorry, I, Dan. And he just keeps giving everyone the bird, but eventually you would think. Like, you get tired of this, but, you know, who knows? But I was, well, I was just reading about making making it difficult for ticket holders to get refunds and shifting uh, game revenue over to a Kenny Chesney concert to cook the books. All kinds of fun stuff. Nice. Yeah. Pretty basic stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I just believe... I'm guessing they all do that. I am so jaded, but I just don't believe that there's any billion-dollar company... That isn't acting in a completely no, irresponsible way.
2: That's right. It's just that when you're an ass like Dan Snyder, yes. that's when it all unravels. Yeah. Like, just be nice to people while you're ripping them off.
3: Yeah, that's the key. And then we'll be like, okay. Unless you want to lean into it and go full Trump, and I, I guess you can do that. You know, there's two. Yeah, you know, that's like, true. He goes there's, the that's other. the other way. He's he just, more of
2: just the bully.
3: Yeah, he just bowl through China shop. And, yeah, and that's it, true. And it kind of works. I mean, mm. for, for him, it does. And then when you do get caught doing something, you just go, that didn't happen, and it works. So I'm waiting for Daniel Snyder because he, he hasn't gone full villain yet, right? He, we all know that it's like the worst run organization in the NFL. It's all kinds of sexual misconduct and financial uh, improprieties. Everyone has hated him for 20 years. I'm just waiting for him to go full Darth Vader, to just go full villain and be like, well, whatever. Like double birds, come and get me. Because he kind of just goes... Well, he's kind of already done that, though. And he just kind of quietly goes veiled threats. And you don't ever... Like, when's the last time you heard from Daniel Snyder? Well, I wanted to he, go on the offensive.
2: Just a couple weeks ago. He was like, hey, you better watch out. I got dirt on all you MFers. But that's just leaked
3: stuff. He just... He leaks things. No, 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 no. I want full pulpit. I want Dan Snyder to hold a press conference and tell the NFL, come and get me. Yeah, let's see what happens. Well...
2: He wasn't he already under investigation by the feds, right? Or isn't there there's like a congressional committee looking into him because he had to testify? Yes. So that's already I mean like <laughs> I love how a, that This is a separate most point. people eye roll at that now. Yeah. They're like a Congress, you know some committees looking at <laughs> at grandstanding. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Yeah. But now the feds are saying that they're looking into him for something else? Yeah, for, for actual finance
3: like again, cooking books, so fraud, crim- criminal criminal yeah, charges.
2: Yeah, and the other one is more like, Hey, you're a real bad person. Yeah. And we need to get to the bottom of it.
3: This is like what the Trump organization is is getting hit with in New York. You're saying that you're you're not playing by the financial rules and mm. and then we all kind of are like, Well, isn't everyone not playing by the financial rules? And then everyone's like, Yeah, but we hate you, so <laughs>
1: screw you. Yeah, described as criminal financial improprieties. Nope. Okay, so this. Okay, I don't gotcha. want
2: anyone
3: to look into my finances. Just. So
2: this is separate of the congressional committee that's looking into. Yeah, the, these are two. I believe so. Yes. the commies organization. Yes, that that's just they're just looking into the team. Uh, yeah, I think. And that, then the NFL is investigating uh, Dan Schneider for all the for the yeah, sex yeah. stuff and well like, for the
3: sex stuff and all the complaints and again if you hide revenue from the league that's right. a big deal. So he's under investigation, basically By everybody. By the world. And he did get a ten million dollar fine and is currently suspended as well. Oh, that's right. I forgot So about he's that. not like when they have the owner's meetings, like he can't be there. He's like on a yacht somewhere. So my I haven't read
2: the latest one. The latest, 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 latest investigation. Like it's it's hard to keep up with all the Dan Schneider investigations. There
3: is a lot, yes.
2: But I haven't read the latest one. But my theory is, uh, without even reading it, is that because I woke up this morning to the Dan Schneider might sell news. Yeah. So that was a thing, but then that even changed a little bit. That he might be looking to sell well a piece. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we—if there's one thing we all know about Dan Schneider is that he ain't going quietly. Like no. he's not going to sell. That's his team. That's his baby. Yes, right. So and then I was sitting there thinking, reading the story of he's he's hired Bank of America Securities to look into a possible sale or minority sale or some transactions. Sure, you know, maybe raise a little cash. Um, I was thinking, well, God, why, that's a 180. I wonder why that happened. And I instantly thought, man, you don't mess with the NFL owners. You no. just don't mess with them. Like, they're going to get you to sell, or they're, there's something happened it's that's going to make him sell. And now it's come out, like, hours later, that it's it's criminal financial improprieties. <laughs> so I'm guessing – so my theory is that the NFL, who is in bed with the feds at the highest level, at least that's what I want to believe – Yeah. They're saying, hey, look, we need some help here. (laughs) Threaten his ass. Throw this story out there. We'll get him to sell, and everyone's happy. Win, win, win. And you can go on your merry way and go try to get (laughs) Donald Trump or something. Right? So the owners are saying to the feds, yes. Is that one specific owner? (laughs) <laughs> that was a that was a amalgamation. No. Oh, but, see,
1: I was wondering if it was Jerry Jones specifically. No. No, Jer- okay. Jerry Bea Right. Okay. Hey. <laughs> you just threw a couple of them together. Go go get that guy. <laughs>
3: that was just a rich old white guy.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah,
3: which is most of the owners. Yeah.
2: So, I think that the so this is I this is how I believe it works. The feds are in bed with the NFL. The NFL is in bed with the feds and they're forcing Snyder out. And that's the only way they're going to get rid of Snyder without him smearing everyone on his way out. Yeah. So they're going to make Snyder sign something and say, hey, we're going to keep you out of jail. You keep all your dirt in-house, and you sell the team. You walk away with $5 billion or whatever it is you're going to make off the sale, and then uh, we all win. And that way we don't get smeared. That way you don't go to jail, and that way we get you out of the league. It seems to make a lot of sense. This is how, this is how these operations work. I think,
3: well, we've never seen a team actually taken away from anyone in any major sport. What they do is they apply pressure like and th- this, like this, and they get the person to sell. We've always been told that Dan Snyder is going to be the guy that won't do it. So we'll find <laughs> out if he's one of these guys that doesn't fear, uh, litigation or, or, you know, the, who was it? Pat McAfee was joking today when they were talking about the, the sell of the team. Um, And I don't remember if this if they were because it was just a report that he was exploring with Bank of America, you know, a possible sale. And then there were several people that put out the idea, you know, if he sold 30 percent of this thing, 30, 40 percent, he'd still be the controlling owner. But he would raise two or three billion dollars in cash if he needed to go fight or pay whatever fines. Mm. And it would be kind of hilarious. This was McAfee's point. Like he he raises three billion in cash by selling a minority piece of the of the the commanders. And then he just shows up at the league meetings next year, you know, just a wash of new money and new capital and being like, all right, come and get me. Like, I, I'm hunkered in. I, I got my war chest. Did you not see me sell for two and a half or $3 billion? Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I'm hoping. I want a standoff here of galactic proportions.
2: That's a waste of money, though. <laughs> well, it is. Somebody's got him on something. I Otherwise, would, Dan Snyder would not be exploring any sort of sale of the of the commander. It's Somebody a, got him. and got him. it happened in the last two weeks. And I think it's great. <laughs> and I would love to know what it is. But it sounds like it's partially the feds.
3: I just love that Snyder took ticket revenue that that was that was supposed to go into the NFL pot, and he was like, No, 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 that was the Kenny Chesney thing. No, 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 that was Notre Dame Navy. I just love that the the simple idea of taking revenue from one thing and just moving it to another. They're like, oh, my God, why is this the lowest revenue NFL game we've seen in 20 years? And why is that Kenny Chesney concert? What the hell? Did he have 200,000 people there? And yet no one ever bothers to look.
1: Everyone had 16 beers. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, that's, that's potential at a Kenny Chesney concert. But the it's amazing. No one looks until, to your point, you become an ass and everyone hates you, and now we got to come looking for you because when you come looking, you're going to find it. You can't tell me that. I give you over under 85% of NFL franchises that if you looked into it, you would find something along the lines of the Daniel Snyder stuff.
1: They've all got skeletons. Rich, powerful people usually do.
3: Yeah. You're either getting sexual improprieties in the, in the office. You're getting cooked books. You're getting this revenue shifting going around. You're getting fraud. I, I just It's just all it comes down to. Don't piss the people off where they want to come after you. So would we be like that? Or is this why we're not rich? Uh, I think we, you know, I've said the monopoly theory many times. Yes, of course. That you, this is, people are terrible. Okay, so that means that you're
2: saying that if we were in those positions, we would do the same things, the same nefarious things that these uh, people of power do. The vast majority. Because we're human. Yes. And we're wired to want to. Yeah.
3: It's it's opportunity. <laughs> I always say You know what I mean? Yeah, like monop- that's awful, but it's the monopoly. My monopoly theory is when you're playing Monopoly with family, it's a made up game and made up money, and people are constantly fudging things, taking a couple extra bills here, not paying off someone there. It's just it's anytime play money's involved, people will screw people over for Monopoly. What happens when you get to real monopoly and you're dealing with billions of dollars? And some tax guy comes to you and says, hey, uh, did I can get you to pay like zero, uh, zero tax. Like, yeah, we just move some stuff here. We cook a little number here. We move this down. And your tax bill goes down to, to nil. And you're like, is that legal? And the tax guy goes, well, you know, it's, it's, it's cutting some corners, but everyone does it. I think the vast majority of people go along with that. Now, there's some they're going to have a backbone and be like, no, we're not doing this at all. There's going to be others that will move the goalposts, but not all the way. We just, you know, we'll nudge them. And then there's a big portion of people that are like, man, whatever, (laughs) let's do it. You're going to save me money. You're going to make me money. Let's go. And I think when you get to the billionaire part, I think the vast majority of them are on that far spectrum, which is why they became billionaires. So it's both. It's both.
2: Yeah. Because we're not billionaires. We never would be because we're not wired that way. But then if we... Were billionaires, which we never would be because we're not wired that way. But if we were, we would be that way. So it's like, yeah, it's
3: it's it's the old fat guy sitting on the couch, like the fifty-year-old guy that wants to yell about Tiger Woods and all the ladies he had, and then finding out that he becomes a thirty-year-old ripped athlete that's the most famous person in the world, and then maybe just maybe he's got a little more temptation, a little more opportunity. It's easy to say that I would never do it until well. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and then he still sits on his couch and watches golf.
3: Yeah, or he could s- be an
2: upstanding organization like Kansas and just uh, preemptively self-impose.
3: <laughs> the Bill Self era. Just Just
2: stand up and <laughs> you got that. raise your hand and be like, I'm no Dan Schneider. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to punish ourselves because we have committed a... S- a
3: little bit of wrongdoing. Yeah, a little bit. And, uh, so we're going to do that. And, and then win a national title? Uh, and we're great. Well, we already did that. Well, I know, but you did it after, right? The fact that you. Well, we're going to do both. You're going to do both. Okay. We're win another one. Yeah, I win another one. <laughs> yeah, it's fine.
2: You don't know how much it takes for Bill Self to sit <laughs> against Duke.
3: Okay. That oh, right I mean, there. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, that yeah, right there.
2: One. That right there.
3: I do love in college basketball when the coach gets a three game suspension. And it's just four, uh, four. 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 Four four big self-imposed at the start of the year we
2: don't need the feds or anybody looking at (laughs) self-imposed although the feds were looking into yes
3: uh, but i was part of a you know that was really part of a larger federal investigation that's right kansas unfairly got caught up five
2: years ago never amounted to anything you know what we're gonna do we're just gonna punish our coach we're gonna take away some scollies because we're a good organization
3: unlike the washington commies I, i do love by the way that 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 FBI uh, scandal in college basketball where that dude from the FBI stood up and had a press conference and said to, to all the schools, we know who you are, we know what you're doing, and we're coming for you. He had this big threat, and what on uh, whatever came of that, that was outside. Next to nothing. Outside of Rick Patino. Well, a couple assistants got railroaded. Yeah, out. a couple of assistants had to get throw themselves on the bus and Rick Patino because they literally had like an entire dorm of hookers. Well, he, yeah, his he, was different. He had to go away. Yeah. Like that was I mean, he was
2: in bed with the shoe companies too, because yeah. that's what it was all about. Yeah. But his was also the, like hookers yeah, for hookers. players. Yeah. You can't do that. No.
3: Shoe companies, yeah, one yeah, thing. Fine. Hookers? No, no, no. You're out. Nothing came of that other than, like you said, a couple assistants. And who was the the LSU coach? Um, Was it Wade, Will Wade? Will Wade. My favorite part about that is Will Wade got suspended for that by his school. They were doing the Kansas thing, right? They said, nope, we're going to sit Will Wade until this is done. And then Will Wade decided that his suspension was over. He literally said, "Uh, I've been suspended long enough. I'm coming back to coach. I... Like what? <laughs> what? That's right. You can just decide on your own. Uh, you know what? I've been in jail long enough, and uh, quite frankly, jailer, I feel like getting out of here. I'm gonna go ahead and walk out now and scream. Well, then you. they ended up firing him. Yeah, <laughs> it's I. You just can't make this stuff up. It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. When we get into this sports, well, crash.
2: I think what we uh, ended up realizing there is, oh no, college basketball coaches are in bed with Adidas and Nike. Oh no, shocking. <laughs> Hey. Punish them all. Hey, hey,
3: hey! Not one of them. There was one that wasn't. You remember Ooh. who it was? Oh, Oregon. No, that was Roy. BYU. Roy. Oh, he's not even aware. Even though he got a million dollars a year from Nike, he wasn't even aware. It's like shoe deals. That was Roy. He's like, what? I, I don't even know what your shoe. What are these Nike? I don't. I don't even know what that is, uh, Roy. They pay you a million dollars a year. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not even aware of shoes. That was his literal defense for the, the shoe fiasco of, of getting uh, shoe companies to pay for kids. Yes, that was a
2: lot of sport. That was. In our first segment, but, but sometimes was, that happens. Well, it was mostly corruption. Uh, Right. Yeah, no, it was Yeah, it was corruption
3: with like a side of yeah, yeah.
2: sports. Yeah, well, I was going to talk about the, uh, the new world's hottest couple, but we'll have to do that
3: nah. later in our show. Did you see that? I did, I did see that. Oh, my God. It was pretty good. Yeah, that'll be later. Yeah. I'd like to compete for that, but I... No, no, I don't. we're
2: out. Yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. Uh, the NFL Hump Day Roundup, four o'clock. All the usual bits. Wednesdays, we take them seriously. We love them.
0: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: All right, we'll get some hot World Series talk coming up this hour and uh, then the Hump Day roundup at four, uh, which is uh, NFL. Uh, it appears Deshaun Watson is set to return. Yeah, it's exciting. And uh, LeBron James has officially switched
3: NFL teams. By the way, I'm being sarcastic with the Deshaun Watson stuff. No way. It's just disappointing to see how many Cleveland fans, fr- the fans, are, you know. are well, just a good quarterback. Are just leaning into that crap. And some of the stuff, have you seen, like, the little, like, tailgate stuff that they put up in honor of him? It's pathetic. All right, here is uh, the poll
2: question on Twitter, at 1080 the fan Today, uh, as always, not just today, brought to you by... Triple A Heating and Cooling, a family business helping families for over sixty years, com. Which unbeaten are you most certain Oregon is better than right now? I have to be certain. There's most certain. I was gonna say this. What if I am not certain on any of them? Well, that's why I said you have to be which is the one you are most certain of. Okay, doesn't mean you're really certain. Yeah, it's just more certain close. than the others.
1: <laughs> you could just be a little
2: certain. A little certain. Just a little like, certain. Like 5% certain. Whereas the others, you're like not certain. Yeah. Okay, I had to put George on here because yeah. they already played a... him. <laughs> and Bo and Nick said that if they played again, yeah. they, they... So I got to give Oregon Homer a chance to vote for Georgia. So Georgia go. is on the list. Yeah. Tennessee, Clemson, or Michigan? Mm. Uh, I did not put TCU on there because I feel like
3: everyone would go. Everyone TCU. would vote for TCU. Oh, I mean, TCU is a damn good. They're really team. good. I don't know if you've seen TCU, no, but they're, they're they good. run around on defense and they've got NFL dudes yep. across that offense. Yeah. Uh, so there's the poll question. Vote, vote hard. I think I'd lean into Clemson here a little bit and, and Clemson's better than people are giving them credit for. I know the last couple of years it's been, eh, but it, it's, it's not bad. We know that they're the way they recruit. There's talent across that field. And they're playing better. I still don't believe in their quarterback, but now they've kind of got this freshman and oh, they and, got a
2: new quarterback well, now.
3: Like I don't know if they, I don't think they've officially benched uh, Uwe Ungagale, but they've gone to the freshman like he did against they did against Syracuse, and he, he gave him a spark and Cade Klubnik. Yeah, he's like this five star freshman kid. And, you know, he, he, run, he went two of four for 19 yards. Yeah, he was a dual threat guy that was running around with his feet. But he he led that comeback. It was mainly a running game. Wait, but, against Syracuse? Yeah, against Syracuse.
1: He came in and he led back-to-back, back-to-back touchdown drives after drives. Uyunglele had done nothing.
3: Yeah. Well, his stats are
2: incredible.
1: Yeah, whether or not you give him credit for it, he, yeah, he, I didn't they put see that, him in to win the game.
2: Well, I'm just going to read you his stats and you tell me uh, how great this is. Two of four, 19 yards. Yeah. And well, then he rushed... Six times for 15 yards.
3: Yeah, and then he got the benefit of the 15 yard, uh, 15 yard shove out of bounds, and then uh, Shipley, their running yeah, back, can say he, now that dude, he they they took it over 172 yards, two cutties. Yeah. He had a big game. I like, and Clemson's got a good defense. Look, Clemson is is not a a road apple. I, I don't think Clemson is nearly as good as when they were winning national titles because they didn't have Deshaun Watson. They don't have or Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. You know no. those guys were pretty good. No offense, but neither one of these guys at quarterback is spectacular, but they've got five star talent. The defense has has always been good and the offense is showing signs of life. That being said, if you gave me a neutral field, I'm I'm fairly let's I bet this. I'm fairly certain I would pick Clemson over the four. I'm not gonna sit here and say that Oregon rolls them, but I would feel best on a neutral field with Oregon and Clemson.
2: You think so we think Michigan's better than Clemson then? I do.
3: I think Michigan's better. Yeah. Yeah. I like Michigan. Michigan plays, again, a good style defense and their physical run game will will give you problems. And honestly, that's the thing that scares me. Like if if Oregon plays a team like Michigan or they play a team like Georgia that can just get some stops and be more physical than them up front. Like Oregon's defense is good. It's not great. They don't have elite pass rushers and you can run the ball on them. We've, you know, if you've if if you've got a big old front and I think Michigan could do that. Because, honestly, the best way to stop Oregon's offense at this point is to just keep them on the sidelines. You know, unless you want to get into a game with Tennessee where you're just playing, you know, back and forth, and as good as Oregon's offense is, it's not Tennessee's offense. So, you know, and I'm not picking Georgia. They beat you 49-3. Think about that. You could improve by three to four touchdowns in your performance against Georgia and still lose that game. So it's Clemson. All
2: right. Well, I think it's good that, you know – you and others are looking at Clemson and Michigan just as you know, what you see this year because I do feel like there'd probably be like there's a some, little bit of bias. bias. Well, yeah, because Michigan never really seems to get over the hump with Jim Harbaugh,
1: right? Yeah. And that's so, why I don't get why they would get the benefit of bias. Right. Clemson, I understand more, but well, Michigan, that, it's like, what have you done for me? Like? Well, I think that's oh, why. Last
2: year. What I'm saying is I, th- I feel like that's w- it's good that people are just looking at this year because yeah. it, that's really all that matters. Even though Jim Harbaugh's teams have – not really gotten over the hump, and Clemson certainly has on multiple occasions. Yeah. They're not letting that feed into the narrative of which team is better this year because I've I've heard a lot of pundits say that they think Michigan's better than Clemson. So, you know, I haven't seen much of either of them yet. I've seen a little bit more of Michigan than Clemson, but um, they both look good. It's just that it's interesting that perception always plays into it because Clemson, I mean, I don't know how they don't get the benefit of the doubt, but um, – I think I think with Clems- And Michigan doesn't get the benefit of the doubt based on their history with Jim Harbaugh.
3: I think the, the difference in, in 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 those two teams are we haven't seen a lot of this Jim Harbaugh run where we say Michigan is elite. Right? Last year Michigan finally got over the hump. They beat Ohio State. And I think they look real good this year, but you can make a, a real argument that they have played nobody. And the only ranked team that they've played is is Penn State. Now they beat the living crap out of Penn State uh, and, and mowed them down, but they have played no one. Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn, Maryland, Iowa, Indiana, Penn State, Michigan State. You know, I'll see you in a couple weeks when you play Illinois and Ohio State back-to-back, and we'll find out. But I think with Michigan, we're not used to looking at elite Michigan. So I think it's easy to look at Michigan from last year and we're like, hey, they got over the hump. They're perfect this year. They have maybe the best running back in football, have a good defense, right? This is, this is Michigan this year. Whereas Clemson, Clemson's good. Clemson's undefeated, but we've seen elite Clemson. We know what national championship Clemson looks like. And it wasn't that long ago. And so that's our image. When I look at Clemson. And then when you look at this team, even though they're undefeated, there's nothing wrong with them. And, and, and you're like, again, five-star talent everywhere undefeated. But we look at him and say, that doesn't look like what I think Clemson should look like. And I think that's why people dog Clemson and why we're giving Michigan maybe a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt, even though they've played a worse schedule than Clemson, is that we just aren't used to seeing elite Michigan and we are used to seeing elite Clemson. This is, think about this. Clemson could run the table, make the college football playoff, and what would we say? This is the worst Clemson team (laughs) To, you know, since, well, since Dabo's been here, that's, that's made the, the, the playoffs.
2: Well, real quick, this is why the 12 team's going to be great. Yes. Right. Is that what they're going to, 12? They're going to 12. Yeah, because Clemson then gets in the tournament, and rightly so, yeah. and then they have to prove it from there, right? Yes. But I was looking at a 12-team bracket of first college football playoff rankings yesterday. Um, <clears throat> 12-team bracket right now would be as follows. This is great, by the way. Number 12 would be Tulane mm-hmm. because they would be in due to the the best group of five or best group of five, right? Yeah. They would play at Georgia. <laughs> so there's your crack, Tulane. Right there. You know, I mean you get a yeah. shot. You know, you wanted a shot, yeah. you get Everyone a shot. Everyone wanted Rudy, right? Well here you go. Winner goes and plays TCU. USC would play Oregon. That game would be at Oregon, because Oregon's ranked higher. Mm-hmm. How awesome is that? Winner, Tennessee. Phenomenal. LSU would play at Alabama. That's the 10-7 matchup. Winner, Ohio State. <laughs> and then Ole Miss would play at Michigan, and whoever won that game would go meet Clemson, and they would play out from there. Come on man. Let's go. We can't get there fast enough. And no. the
1: fact that all the first games will be hosted on campus sites yes. will be awesome. Yes. too. playoff games on campus are going to be electric. Dude,
2: imagine Oregon hosting USC. That's what I'm
1: saying. Or just or a team from across the country who's a national power. That'd awesome. Be amazing for the for in the tournament. Yes. Or even, you know,
3: they have look. To build more stands. Well, if you're an Oregon fan, I know obviously you want it at home and it's a huge advantage, but you're telling me that on on a on a on a, on a different year and you're an Oregon fan and you're deciding where you want to go, right? Cuz maybe you can only pick hey, if we keep going, you know, do we do we save our money? You know, you have to be judicious about where you spend your travel budget. And this may I may be weird about this, but if you told me I I got a potential three games, right? That I that I could go to and I said I have to pick one. And by the way, there's no guarantee that I get two or three, right? If you lose. I think the one I'm picking is Oregon at home against the Tennessee team, or Oregon on the road at a place like Tennessee.
1: Love that. Yeah, You're same. telling me
3: I get to go into ten- I get to go into Knoxville yeah. and hundred thousand people, and watch my team try to shut that crowd up. Or go into Death Valley. Either way, Clemson or LSU. I'm picking that game environment to spend my money rather than go to a national title game. And not that that's not great, but I've been to a couple national title games, and they're cool. But it's not.
1: It's not the same. It's
3: not the same.
1: And I so, think about the Oregon games that I've attended that had the absolute most juice out of conference, like the, the Michigan games or the Oklahoma games, and you think about those games being before the season has really even gotten going and those games against those kind of opponents having real juice, it's unbelievable.
3: I think it'd be the best environment is that early round where the people first four get the bye and then everyone else has to go on someone else's home, uh, home turf. I would be all over that. All right, Twitter poll question. Today, which unbeaten are you most certain Oregon is better than right
2: now? Georgia, Tennessee, Clemson, or Michigan? Log on and vote. Uh, only, only thing we ask, please, for the love of God, vote hard. After all, it is Wednesday.
3: Yeah, or the love of whoever. You know, be love the love of, of Buddha, Allah. the love of uh, Jeebus, as I like to you know throw out there, whoever. World Series chatter is next.
2: <laughs> Go Phillies. Was he or wasn't he tipping pitches? All right, the Phillies lead the Astros 2-1 in the World Series. Beat the crap out of them last night.
3: Yeah, that thing was a
2: bloodbath. It was great.
3: Well, you know, the Astros, the Astros haven't been tested. You know, we we talked about this going into the postseason, that that the Astros were probably the best team, them and the Dodgers, right? And Dodgers get shillelied by the, the, the Padres, but, you know, the idea that, that the Astros really hadn't played a meaningful game of baseball in two months. And they get into the postseason, and, and yeah, they, they were tested there, but they didn't lose a game going into the World Series. And, you know, then the Phillies come out in game one, punch them in the mouth, and then this. It just feels like, you know, and look, this is anyone's series. It's still 2-1, but it just feels like that Philly is sharper, that there's momentum there. They're hitting the ball. Alvarez, since the the Mariner series, is like three for 40. One of the three best hitters in baseball has disappeared. Meanwhile, it feels like you got Bryce Harper leading the freaking nineteen twenty six Yankees out there. Every time you turn around, someone's hitting a home run. Man, there's
2: something to that NL East, man. It's like they just keep getting in this in the World Series, and I think they've all been underdogs, right? Yeah. The Nationals right. certainly were. Yep. Were
3: the uh, Braves? Yeah, the Braves were, would have been an underdog, and the Phillies. Now the are, Phillies were
2: a huge underdog. I'm
3: guessing that at the start of the, the postseason, the Phillies were maybe if they weren't the biggest dog, they won eighty seven games. Yeah. 87 games. Got hot, man. No one thought anything of
2: Philadelphia, and yet here they well, are. Well, they were saying um, – we were talking about this last night on our show, but uh, it ended up being true that Lance McCullers was tipping his pitches.
3: Yeah, I guess if he was throwing off – it was off-speed stuff, then his leg was – on the kick was out wide, mm. or was it the, the it other? It was his glove. It was his
2: glove. I thought it, it, was, was, I
3: thought he
2: it does, was the kick. No, he doesn't throw – well, Internet did a million – Videos yeah. Trying to show what he was doing. Ultimately, Pedro Martinez showed it at, at, after the game on the post game, Ah. And it was his glove when he – so he doesn't throw fastballs to lefties. Yeah. So it was like sinker, spli- uh, slider, and um, I think it was those two pitches that he would hold his glove higher. He would come down and, and not take it all the way uh, as far down for one pitch. One of the other pitches, I don't know which pitch it was, but yeah. they would note – they said it was Pedro Martinez basically after the game, who I think would know a thing or two about I would think so. pitching and mechanics. He said, he goes, um, what Lance McCullers was doing, because he was showing he had a glove on set and he was showing the difference between where he would hold it for one of the pitches and where he would hold it for the other pitch. And he said, that is glaring. He goes, hmm. that is not even remotely minute. Like it it gets he goes, big league hitters are watching for everything, and they're so trained that you know, even the slightest of glove misplacement or, or, or just tipping something through the glove can Pick be very small. He said this was enormous. Lance McCullers was way off. And they picked up on it. Clearly Bryce Harper told Alex Baum Yeah he goes I over, saw something. It yeah,
3: goes over whispers in his ear and then the next thing and then he comes Baum and, hits a home run. Yeah. So it
2: was clear that Lance McCullers was uh tipping pitches um, and Pedro Martinez kind of confirmed it after the game. Of course, McCullough said, Oh, no, I just got beat. Yeah. Uh, but he was tipping. And this is not unusual. You know, I went back and looked, and Tyler Glass now did the same thing. The Astros got Tyler Glass now with this exact same thing with where his glove position was. Mm-hmm. Um, back in 2019, and they didn't admit it until after the game. But after the game, they said, yeah, he was holding his glove in a different spot for each pitch. Darvish got that with the Dodgers. Darvish. Uh, Lu- Luis Severino is one you may not remember, but the, the Yankees, he, that dude got absolutely torched. in. I forget who they were playing one year, several years ago, and and he ended up uh, saying that he was tipping. Steven Strasburg got hit with this in the playoffs, and so did, if you want to go all the way back to, johan santana back in 2010
3: that was a problem yeah so this stuff you know you're, you're dealing
2: with the best of the best yes
4: and, they're know,
3: gonna I, recognize it well, i thought Castiano said something interesting because you know he plays arguably the worst right field in major league baseball did you well, see he made all kinds of plays this well, well this. did you did you see his his interview when they when he had the the, the, sl- mm-hmm. the second sliding catch in game Well, that game was that game one yeah it must have been game one because they lost game two right he had the the game saving play in right field and they were talking about on the broadcast that if you looked at right fielders and whatever their defensive war is, that he was the worst right fielder in baseball. And he has, he's had two game-saving plays like this in the postseason, and they were asking him about it. And I thought it was such a great answer. He goes, because uh, they, they, they said, what you know how were you able to do that? And he goes, well, I was locked in. And he said, look, it's a long season. And he goes, I struggle sometimes to pay attention. But he goes, when you get into these postseasons, he goes, every at bat, every pitch, you are locked in. And I thought that was such an, a great, honest answer to say, like, look, it's game 82. It's the sixth inning. Yeah, I'm not sitting there, like, on the tip of my toes, being like, oh my God, this ball's in the air. I have to go get it. But when you get into this sort of situation, not only do you have everyone on their toes, but you have every single person in that dugout that is studying that pitcher up and down. And I doubt that you're putting that kind of effort into trying to pick up a guy's pitch, his, his tendencies, in game 84. Not to the same level you are in the postseason. So if you do have a weakness, it will be found out. When, when you get to this, and I think that's kind of why yeah. you see these in the postseason.
2: Yeah, it, it definitely has happened more than you think, and it's one of those things, too, in sports that you wonder why it happens as often as it does. It's like, man, you... It's hard not to. I know. I, well, obviously, obviously it is, but at the same time, you also have to be watching for it if you're the Astros yeah. or the Phillies for their pitchers. Like, yeah. you, this is a major thing. You can't... Well, and that's, you've got to be watching for that, and when it's that glaring that Lance McCullers was doing, you would think that he would... You know, you, you got to... I don't know. It's just one of those things you got to take inventory of that kind of stuff yeah. as a pitcher. Yeah. And if not him, then the pitching coach or the bench coach,
3: or yeah. that's what they're for. Yeah. It's so like if, if Harper's picking up on it, then someone on the other side should be. But, you know, sometimes it may take you, you know, it's like, hey, you get a home run. It's like, no big deal. You get two and you're like, hmm, he's not having And then on the third one, you're like, oh, crap.
2: Yeah. They saw, they just saw it before you did.
3: Yes. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, geez. man. And, and I know it's, it's a little bit of apples to oranges, but, um, when I got to the Buccaneers, and that defensive line was Simeon Rice, Booger McFarlane, and Warren Sapp. And then we had another guy in the end. He's you know, like, yeah, you're the other Some guy. Some other guy? Some other guy. Ellis Wim. Who and- do you think that guy is? He's a <laughs> trivia <tribute> question now. <there. laughs> yeah, it's just, you're like, ah, oh, you're the other guy, right? And they kind of rotated through. But I remember sitting there at practice, and those three sons of guns were so good at picking up tendencies, it was – Like, Gruden would yell at them because they would ruin practices. Remember, they see this. They see these guys every day. But Warren could get up there at his little three technique, and he could sit there and look at the center, look at the guard, look at the quarterback, the feet placement, and he would tell you what was happening before plays were to begin. And you're sitting there, and you're like, what? And he just slide his thing. You don't even realize it. You're like, your foot's too far back. Your weight's too far forward. That quarterback has his his uh, his, his foot back. Hmm. They would pick up all these little tendencies, and they were so stinking good at it. And it blew me away. And I was like, oh, well, that's historically one of the best defenses of all time. And then you got Derek Brooks back there calling out tendencies. And you got John Lynch back there calling out. They were so freaking good at, at picking these things up. And then the Super Bowl comes. And if you remember, this is when Bill Callahan was the Raiders coach, and he didn't change anything from when Gruden was there. They had the same audibles. They had all that stuff. And Gruden spent the week drilling that into his guys. They were tipping pitches. And the Buccaneer defense knew what was coming, and they proceeded to lay a ungodly beatdown on a really good offense because they were tipping pitches, mm. and those guys were really smart and could pick up on it. This happens in every yeah. single sport. That if if you've got tendencies, the other side they will find it. Yeah, it's a good lesson, and it's not just
2: about talent. Yeah, you know, just God given ability. It's little things, little things like that. Well, especially when you get to to this,
3: the game when you get to this level, and, and the Astros are so good. And so if the Phillies are going to take them down, it's going to be little stuff like this.
2: All right, if the Phillies win, will it end the Astros' hate? One more World (laughs) Series segment uh, coming up next on The Fan. (laughs) NFL Hump Day Roundup is coming up next. If the Phillies win the World Series over the Astros, a lot of game left. Less ensuring
3: the Mets will win it next year. Either that or the Marlins. (laughs) Yeah,
2: damn it. Somebody from the wouldn't that be awesome if the NL East just swept four straight or what five straight World
3: Series? Yeah, well, it's been this would be if the Phillies win, it'll be three or four. The Dodgers are in there, but I'll tell you what: if the freaking Marlins win a World Series before the Mets, (laughs) I'm done. Well, wait, haven't they won two since you guys won? (laughs) Don't let's not talk about that. I'm talking about they already have done that in the last the last few years. Zip it! Right, don't they have two? Or was they it got just two? One? No, they got two. Yeah, they won twice. They, the first one and was the they won it, and then they completely tore the team apart, and everyone and they gave won them again. Crap and they rebuilt, and they won again. That was the one against the uh, what the Shh. Indians? Who well, did, they beat, did they beat the first time?
2: I thought the Indians was the first one.
3: What was it? I was in college. I remember watching it. Uh, I thought that was the second one. I don't know. I'll look it up.
2: But if they win, if the Phillies win, does does it end the Astros hate? Look, or what it, does end the Astros? It stage? takes
3: some of the sharp edges off of it. Does it end it? No. I do all
2: those guys need to be gone?
3: They like, pretty much need to be they gone. Need to break that team up, or properly humbled. We need a couple like uh, we need a couple down years. Like you kind of kick some dirt on them. Like I said, this shaves some sharp edges off. My dream in all this is that we find out that the Phillies have been orchestrating the world's greatest cheating scheme of all time. I want it. I want trash cans, video cams, earpieces. I want the whole meal deal. The biggest cheating scandal ever. And collectively, we all go, eh, "Screw you, Astros."
2: First one was the Indians. Second one was the Yankees. Okay, oh. Yeah,
1: because they, they touched up Rivera for like yeah. the first time in forever, right? Yeah, they yeah. did. Yep, I yeah. think Rivera lost, uh, might well, have lost. Well, lost
2: two games in that series.
1: Well, and then I think Re- that was uh, Edgar Renteria singling in Craig Council to end it uh, looking here, he actually
2: lost no games in that series. So
3: there you go. There's well, revisionist history for well, I you. Remember the, the the diamondbacks. He gave it up. That was the one he gave up to Gonzo. Oh, maybe that was the series where Rivera
2: and council definitely it. scored there.
3: Um, either way, screw the Yankees, screw the Astros. No, this will not stop my hate, but it'll go along with my hate will lessen because you can only hate this much for so long,
2: you know, Hate Your hate bucket. Yeah, something else. Doth empty.
3: Yeah, something else. Like this will splash a little water out, and then something else will come along. There'll be some new douche in baseball, and you'll start to hate him a little bit, and then Duke will get good again in basketball, and then I'll mm-hmm. have to go hate Duke a little bit. And then someone like you know Dabo will say something, and a little bit more of my hate gets spread around to, to Clemson, and it'll...
2: Does it help? okay the Spurs. Here's one thing that might help you with the Astros. So this this is their fourth World Series in six years. Yeah. If they do not win this one, they're a little bit like the Braves. <laughs> yes. They only have the one and that's tainted. Yes. So they're a bit like they're they're a buzzer and a lid of a trash can from being the Marv Levy Bills. <sighs> And that, if you think about it that way, that should make you feel a little bit better.
3: And then maybe we're like, ah, so you got one. I understand. Like, if you told me the the, the Bills had to cheat to win one of their Super Bowls, right. you know, I'd be like, you know what? I'm okay with That's that. That's okay. Just one of them. Just one. The others you got to win fair and square, yeah, and but, they didn't. But one, I'll will give you that. You know what? That does soften it a little bit. That if you become the the Braves and you only win one of these, but this is what I'm saying. They need to be less. They need to be less good. They're too good right now because every well, year I feel like they can win the World Series. I need them to miss the playoffs for a couple years in my hate. Well, how, and subside.
2: how cool would it be though? On the flip side of that is if they, so this is four and six, let's say they make the next three World Series. Yeah. You're talking seven and nine and they only win the one that they cheated. Like, that would be great. That
3: would be amazing. Right? Like yes. in the end, watching
2: them lose over and over and over. And it's
3: a great villain. They're fun to hate. Like I don't care about the Phillies. The only reason that I'm kind of uh, that this series has grabbed me is because it's it's the Phillies versus the the evil empire here, which is the Astros.
2: Well, the Phillies are pretty fun to watch. They I are,
3: mean, but if you took out if you took out the Astros and you took out the Yankees, let's say you inserted Cleveland into this series, I, I don't care because I don't. I, I'm not really rooting mm-hmm. for the Phillies. I can't root against the 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 guardians like whatever this has given me something to root against i am rooting for the phillies but only because they're playing against the astros and it's kind of fun i didn't really think that i would have a a real vested interest in this world series and i'll tell you it's it's grabbed me these phillies have grabbed me but part of that is who they're playing
2: yeah, but part of it too is just that they're mashing. Yeah. And Harper's awesome. And well, and Schwerber's I think Harper's a, a
1: big part of it because it's yes. like he's been such a, a face of baseball for a yes. while. To see him come out and be the star of this series, yes. I think, regardless of who they're playing, is really good it's for just, the game.
2: That's right. That's just like any other sport where star power does matter. It's like yeah. the NCAA tournament, you get down to the final four and it's four teams, you know, they don't have any stars or the best players. It's not as good. Yeah. You want to see the best teams and the best players, and that's what. Bryce Harper's bringing to the table although it is Philly fan. I know. In that kind of sense. It's like and- think about how bad Eagles fans are. This is just Eagle fans in a different color. Yeah, and it makes you <laughs> makes you kind of like like it's I hate to do this but I'm I kind of like them. Like, they're fun, and they're flipping off Justin Verlander, and he's flipping them off back. See, they got into it with Mattress
4: Max. Mattress Max yelling at Mattress
3: Max, like the nicest dude in the world, and Philly fan broke him. Yes. Mattress Max is telling people to go F themselves. That's what I would expect from Philly fans. They're drinking the riot punch, and this is going to be a weird thing, but It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is one of my favorite shows of all time. I absolutely love it. It's a great show. And... Obviously, the, the, on that show, they're in Philly. They're diehard Philly fans. And there's a lot of their shows that have revolved around the Eagles and Philly and the creator and his wife who's from here – they're always at these games. Well, Laney's throwing out the first pitch tonight. I guess they're doing it with Chase Utley. And if you don't know, yeah, that's from... there is an amazing <laughs> episode where Mac, who's basically illiterate, writes a note to Chase Utley wanting him to be like his best friend and to play catch. Yeah, base. and
1: father figure.
3: And Chase Utley thinks it's a little kid that wrote him the letter, and it turns out it's it's a grown man. <clears throat> and so they're going to play cat. Like, that stuff makes me... It's, it's weird, but that silly love I have for that show has made me soften on the Phillies. And all of a sudden, even being a Mets fan, I just, I'm caught up. I'm really enjoying this run that the Phillies are on. And I also can't remember. I'll ask you this. I hated Bryce Harper when he was at the Nationals. Mm-hmm. My hate bucket runneth over for Bryce Harper. I don't remember such a, a switch. This would be like me in four years liking Alex Bregman. I can't. Imagine when's the last time you, you had one of these where you're hated I have but, one and it swung. I have I have one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Dirk. Really? Hated him. And and then at the end? At the end I freaking loved him. Isn't, I think he's I think he's awesome.
3: And isn't that a fun little thing about sports when yeah. you have this you're like, what is happening? Well, I mean, and you realize what are these how, emotions.
2: Right. And you realize how big of a jerk you were initially. Yeah. It's like I just hated his game. I'm like, this doesn't work. I was a the American, like, get it down to the post, you know. <laughs> and this guy's teardrop jumpers over fools i'm like that guy's never gonna win s well he wins a title and yeah. it sounds like he's a great dude he's yeah. super down to earth like damn it i can't hate next him next
3: thing you know you're like, oh, I I'm love like he's dirt. great
2: i love his game
3: yes it's weird how you can go from that and so like this is this has been a much uh this has been a much better world series than i ever envisioned but i swear if the astros come back and, and win this thing all of that goes out the window and I'm right back to being pissed off and screw you Astros.
2: NFL hump day roundup is next latest on what's going on with Dan Schneider. He may lose his team. That's next on the fan.
0: Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can waste another weekend doing the same old, whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper, the better,